You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. On Sunday, we began a summer series that will take us through nine different psalms. Pastor Josh began appropriately with Psalm 1. In this psalm, we see the idea of two potential paths a person will follow. One leads to life and blessing, the other to death and destruction. Today, our conversation centers around the importance of delighting in and meditating on God's Word so that we can follow the path that leads to life and joy. I think you'll find today's discussion to be both informative and practical. We're glad you're here for it. This is After the Message. Hey, guys. Yeah. Good morning, Mike. Hi, Good Mike. Mo- wait, hold on. It's not morning. It's not morning. Good afternoon. It's like I startled Mike. you all. Like you were all well, just was like, the longest pause ooh. ever before an intro. Well, you know, last week, so what happened is that, you know, uh, Chase actually hit record before we really realized that he'd hit record. So this oh. time I thought I'd give everybody just, you know, a nice long breather. A, okay. Geez. Because he actually made it really obvious that he hit record this week. <laughs> so, anyway, so how is everyone? I think we're great. What, what a day it's been. I, th- I think we're I'm a little exhausted, man. Yeah, yeah, it is afternoon. I said good morning. It is. But why? Why is it afternoon? Why are we here? Why, why are we tired? So why are you all wearing matching shirts? <laughs> it is afternoon because it is Wow Week. And so oh, we've is had that, a we've is had that an incredible day. Okay. Yes, that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. yeah, it happened. And so, what is Wow Week for those who may not know? So Wow Week is uh, basically um, our vacation Bible school. Mm-hmm. And so, if you don't know a vacation Bible school, we have lots of kids that come on campus. We have a great time in worship, arts, crafts. Um, Bible story, recreation. There's a lot of chanting going on. Like it's it's just a fun time. A lot of energy in the room. Our students are helping lead groups. What what what? And how many kids do we have? This yeah. What today? was the number you know? today? I don't know the number, but it was enough to what eat a saying, lot of Chase? brownies. <laughs> like yeah, 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I was thinking cheers rather than cheers, chanting. Chance, I'm sorry. Yeah. He's been reading too many I'm Old sorry. Testament commentaries. That's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. I, so I know, uh, at least I heard a few, like a few days ago that we had like uh, over well over a thousand registered. That's right. It was like so. it was like twelve forty something, and I think before today, today, I think today, what we heard just before we came in here was around thirteen fifty is what we kids. what we thought. Yeah, Goodness kids, gracious. kids. That is a lot of kids. Um, plus, hundreds of volunteers. Yeah. Okay. So. From students to adults, so it's it's just a great day to be a part of the church and to mm-hmm. to see the body come together to um, serve and to proclaim the gospel. I mean, just it's yeah. a fun time. It's a massive undertaking. Yeah, yeah. your team's done a great job. Thank yes, you. They have. They, they they've done a fantastic job. So, yeah. 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 Well, so for those who are listening today, we've uh, in the room today. We've got Sean Selman. We've got Josh Brady, we've got Mark Evans and Neil Marsh, and of course, as always, Chase Hammock, our producer extraordinaire. So he just gave me a thumbs up. He approves of that introduction. So <laughs> I, lo- I love the hand signs. Like, um, it's almost like you would be a good mom. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> he would. 
He would be a great man. He would. Yeah, yeah. How would and you it know? It takes one to know. One. I don't know. <laughs> man. <laughs> you walked right into it. It always comes it. back to bite me. Like, <laughs> you set yourself up for that one. Yeah. Um, so Sunday, we uh, we started a new series. We were, we were uh, kind of taking nine weeks through the book of Psalms, and, and we started with Psalm 1, which seems like an appropriate Seems place like to a start. good starting point. But you actually started with the last Psalm. You started with Psalm 150, your I message. I did, and yes. And came back. So. I did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, so it, it, I thought Sunday was a great day. I mean, it, it it looked a little different because you know the Wow Week set was all up, and <laughs> I actually got emails about how great and colorful the stage was. I got the same emails. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! So, so yeah. People so apparently, apparently, all the primary colors like not everybody was worshipped. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, did you get different emails? I got a couple of different comments. <laughs> They thought they were going to a disco yesterday. Uh, well, because of the disco ball and the lights. The mirror ball may not the... have helped that. But... <laughs> uh, it's all for the kids, right? It's That's all for right. Kids, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, anyway, so so we, we're starting into the Psalms, and of course we can't. Uh, we don't have 150 weeks to give uh, to give each chapter of the Psalms, but um, but uh, let's talk about as we we dive into this discussion. So what 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 are the Psalms? So let's a quick quick. Quick, 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 quick! Give us a very quick intro <laughs> on the Psalms. I'll go quickly from my end. As I said yesterday, Psalms uh, at the the most central core of the meaning is, is song, uh, and it's this idea. It's a Hebrew hymn book. Uh, it would be what the Hebrew people um, would use to unite them in worship, um, whether they were collectively together or they were individually apart. Now, I don't believe that they had individual hymn books in of themselves where they would carry it home. So this would be the importance of the corporate gathering, but would also be the beauty of the way songs stick in our mind and our heart. Uh, that more than likely, when you grow up, you were a part of a church, and those hymns that maybe you sang 30 years ago, you could right now, if you close your eyes, hear the tune in your ears or your mind and begin to sing the words, even though you haven't heard it in forever, because those things stick in your heart. Uh, and so this would be much in the same way for the Hebrew people. Uh, yeah. And I would even say for Christians today, um, and you made a comment that even though we started in Psalm 1, we began by pointing to Psalm 150, which is where all the Psalms are progressing towards. Uh, so the the psalmist, uh, as, as, as there are many different authors, but we know that the Holy Spirit inspired all of it and is drawing you together. When you get to the end of the Psalms, particularly 145 to 150, they are, they are growing in worship. They're growing in who God is and what he has done and our response to him. And we get to the very end and it's Psalm 150. And all it talks about is let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Uh, and, and it says, praise him, not because of anything that's happened to you, not because of anything you're experiencing, not because of the season of life you're in. The reason we praise God is because he is good, he is faithful, and he is true. Mm. Uh, and so that's what these Psalms are pointing us towards. Now back to Psalm 1, it brings us to a place of understanding the Psalms, and I think all of scripture, the two paths that are set before us. There's a path that leads to life and blessedness. That's what starts blessed is the man. And I think that's the same reason that Jesus starts the Beatitudes the same way that he does. So there's a path of blessing and there's a path of destruction or, or perishing is, is the word that the psalmist uses in, in, in Psalm 1. And these two paths are the ones that we can take. There's no third path. There's no straddling the fence of either path. You're either on the road to life or you're on the road to death. And these psalms are going to help you stay on the road that you should be on. Mm. Mm. Good. 
It's a beautiful thing. Psalms are great. They're not just fillers. They're not just in the middle of the Bible. Man, these these things captivated God's people's hearts for for thousands of years and still do today. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So as we as we approach this uh, this this book of Psalms, uh, you know, we just came off of thirty weeks uh, in Romans. So how do we approach a book like Psalms as opposed to how we we dive into a book like Romans? Yeah. So it is it is different. Um, Psalm 1 may not feel that much different than you would find in Romans, um, but when you get into some, some of the other Psalms that we're going to get into, um, I think just in the genre of, of, of the, the type of scripture it is. So Psalms, you're going to live more in poetry. Um, you're going to live, live more in, and honestly, just song, um, where you would feel more of a, a letter writing or a narrative. This is what happened. This is an explanation um, and so it, it's not, you can't necessarily read it the same way because it's not a, and he did this and they did mm-hmm. this and, and Phoebe did this. Uh, it is more of a, an understanding. Um, there's some fun literary structures in the Psalms. They are mm-hmm. brilliantly written. Um, Sean brought up a big word and I'm going to let him explain it to you. Um, but there are many chiastic structures that we're going to find in the Psalms. Right. What are the chiastic structures? So, like what is a structure? So like, like if you, if you were to take the thought let's just say the first thought in a psalm and you were labeled it to label it a mm-hmm. then you would have like a correlating statement later on that would be very similar and it may be opposite of so in this one particularly you see just this whole idea of the wicked versus the righteous mm-hmm. and so you see some uh, some kind of opposing ideas um, and you see that a lot of times in the Psalms. This one doesn't have a central point, right? So a lot of the Psalms, you'll see that it'll lead the first statement will correlate to the very last statement. Mm-hmm. And then as you move toward the middle of the Psalm, there'll be one kind of profound That's statement right. that it's all pointing to. Um, so it's, it's kind of neat to kind of look at that and see if you see those kinds of patterns. Um, another thing you mentioned poetry, there's a lot of illusion. Like here we get this, a tree right. planted by... The, you know, water. So you get these great pictures. Right. Um, like, so, so just thinking poetic and, and illusion, you know, metaphors, those kinds of things that the psalmists are using to try to describe this mm-hmm. vivid picture of what they're experiencing. That's right. Um, but also maybe a, a picture of what we should even be. And so, um, or even who God is. And yes, so, right. Um, so you get a lot of that. So it's just always fun to look at them a little deeper. And that's, that's right. illusion, not illusion. illusion. Not illusion. <laughs> illusion. Yeah. Illusion. Yeah. And, and illusion. I think a good way to, to understand this, Mike, you would be the resident expert, Chase, being being another expert in the room about this. These are songs. And in the way that songs are written, there there are a lot of illusions. Illusion. Uh, and, uh, uh, uh-huh. illusion. And, and even metaphors. Il- and, and, and so colorful language. This, this shouldn't be in my mind right now, but uh, it is because it's one of my my son's favorite songs at the moment. Um, it is Heart Like a Truck. <laughs> and I don't even know why that is on my mind or why it's even, even on this I podcast. I don't even know that song. It's a country song. and <laughs> It's a good one. <laughs> it is a good song. But it's just the thought of the explanation of, wait, your heart is like a truck. And then, then the artist goes on to explain why her heart is like a truck. Well, when you're reading the Psalms, if you're reading it as a narrative, you would like, man, a tree plant? What? What is going on here? Why yeah. did we just switch so fast? Well, it's a song, and in in the singing, there is this this bringing of a picture of something mm-hmm. more beautiful and more grand. Not a heart like a truck for sure, <laughs> but a tree. Like think of it this way: not just a tree by the water, 
but a tree planted by the water, water. as if somebody were to sovereignly say, this tree is going to receive most life and nourishment right here. Here. And that's what the blessed life is, that God the Father plants you in the place that you're going to receive everything you need, that no matter the season, your leaves will never wither and you will always bear fruit. That is a beautiful picture to understand the blessed life. And so they would sing this and they would be reminded of God's faithfulness as they sang these songs. So, yeah, mm. we read it a little bit differently, but it's yeah. nonetheless more beautiful uh, than, than anything else. Yeah. And so you talked about, you talked about the word blessed um, as, as being sort of uh, having exceeding joy. Mm-hmm. So, so it's, if we think of what it means to be blessed, it's, it's joyful. That's like right. Joyful. Um, so let's talk about, because I think this was helpful, and this, this came up in conversation, it sounds like in, in a number of life groups, but certainly in ours, um, because in, in, verse, uh, in verse 1, I mean, it says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. And you talked about sort of the progression uh, from the walking, or the, the, yeah, the walking, the standing, and the mm-hmm. sitting. And I never really thought of it in that way, but... but uh, and apparently, it was a helpful, it was a helpful mm-hmm. uh, picture for a lot of people. Um, but talk to us more about that, like sure. that progression. Yeah. Well, the progression is true of life, right? So you, you may not have thought about it that way, but you've lived it that way for certain. Uh, and it's just the idea that we're looking for truth. Like we're we're going to look for purpose. We're going to look for something to 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 be to to become. Uh, and this progression is is explaining that, right? So so you walk around and you're looking for. For where you belong, where 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 are you where are you going to be? Who are you going to be? So you're walking around, and then you find something that intrigues you, something that that garners your attention, something that captivates your heart and your mind, and that's where you stop and you stand. So you go from walking to standing, and then from there you look in, you peer in to say, is this something that that is going to be for me? Is this something that's beneficial? Something that's good? Something I want to be a part of? And then once you buy into it, you sit down. And it's in the sitting that we say, this is who I am and this is who I'm going to be. So the progression is going to happen. It's, it's, he's not saying, don't walk, stand, and sit. He's saying, don't walk, stand, and sit with these things. Because these things are going to lead you down the, the road that's going to lead you to mm-hmm. perishing. Um, and it's much like I believe. I know it doesn't say this in the Psalms, but we have the whole of Scripture, the very thing that Jesus talks about in Matthew of the two roads. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that there is a road that leads to destruction, and it is wide. And there are going to be many people who find that road. And, and I think that that road is, is wide and many people find it because it's inviting. It's alluring. It looks right. It looks like, well, everybody else is doing it, so why don't I do it? But Jesus says, but, but narrow is the road and very few will find it that leads to mm. life. Uh, and, and so there's a picture here of, mm. of two, two mm. paths, two, oh. two choices, uh, a road that leads to life and a road that leads to, yeah. to death. Yeah, I, I love that picture. So, and I was as you were just saying that, I was thinking of in, in terms of, uh, you know, like like we're going to walk, stand, and sit mm-hmm. somewhere. And and I, I was thinking in terms of like uh, worship. Like you know, we are we are created to worship. Like God created us as going to do it. Worship worshipers, and we are going to worship something. The question is what That's you right. know. And so it's not a question of whether we will. It's a question of what it is that we That's worship. Right. And so, yeah, great. Uh, great thought toward that. And I, I think, and we didn't get into it too much yesterday because I was nervous about the time and how long it would take, but there's, I think, a, a delineation between the wicked, the sinful, and the scoffers too. Um, and, and the scoffers being the the ones who would 
some of the commentaries that I read said that these would be the more of the atheistic who would say, I don't need, not just there is no God, but I don't need him. I don't want him. I don't want anything to do with him because I am him. I have, I have, I will be everything that he says that I am my own captain. I am, I am the own king. And that's what a scoffer would be. So, so you're saying there's another God, you're saying there's a higher power. You're saying there's a, a purpose that's different than, than self-fulfillment. I scoff at that. Well, then mm. you, you back up. Well, what's going to get you there is, is you're going to, you're going to stand with sinners. You're going to be with people who are going to live a life that is contrary to what God's word tells them. They don't, they don't delight in God's law. They delight in their own self, but but they're not. That's not who they are just yet. They're just kind of sorting it out. And then you back up. Where does it all begin? Well, it's when you're walking with the wicked. These are just people who are just kind of living their own life. They don't they don't care. They're just kind of moseying on along the way. Well, God's people are n- noticeably different, or at least they should be. You walk with purpose, and then you begin to stand with people who who are purposeful people, and then you begin to sit with the people of God because you are God's people, and that's where you belong, and that's the identity that they take. But the moment that we start walking and standing and sitting with other people, we get into a very bad place and we start walking down a path we have no business going down. Mm. Yeah, and you said, uh, I think, man, this is probably one of the first things you said in your message was, was something effectively like, be careful who you look toward for truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and so it's, it's almost, it's that idea, I think, of, uh, you know, be careful where you're getting your influence from. Mm-hmm. Because you know, again, we're going to be influenced yes. by something, mm-hmm. and garbage in, garbage out. Uh-huh. Kind of that that old uh, <laughs> adage. <laughs> I know it's exactly true. Yeah. So it's the old the, another adage that goes along with it is you're going to become what you behold, mm-hmm. right? So so the thing that you sit down with and you fixate on, that's what you're going to become. I'm curious though, with a, a group full of pastors, and here's a here's a tension I feel, right? In the new in the Old Testament first, and of course just in chronologically in the New Testament. When we think of religious things, particularly things of God, we think of there is going to be one, one priest in, in the Old Testament, right? So there, there was the high priest or, or at least the family, the, the Levitical priesthood, right? So, so if you were looking for somebody to get insight from, uh, there's not many options. There's, mm-hmm. there's by God's design, one, one place, one, one offering. And then in the New Testament, you have, and this is why apostolic is so important. That's why Paul fights for it in his letters. It is the authority that the, the church would have. And so if they're looking for answers, if, if there's a debate among the people, where do we go? Well, we go in, we're going to, to the apostles. What, what are they saying? And if they're dead, what did they say? And that's where we're going to hang our hat there. The issue that I think we face today is the information that's available is so vast. Mm-hmm. And the people that you can get information from, even in religious world or even Christian world, mm-hmm. is so vast and a lot of times it's not tied together at all. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's difficult for anybody. But if we are paid clergymen, how do you guys navigate that? How do you personally know where to look for truth? Mm-hmm. And, and how do you navigate that? Like we know the Bible, right? So we would say, the, we say that here at Broadmoor mm-hmm. the Bible is the authority of our life. But there are other books that we read. There are other mm-hmm. songs that we sing. There are other places that we, we go to say, okay, well, I think I value the same thing, so I can, I can center to that and receive that. What do y'all do? Where do y'all find? Mm-hmm. How, do, how do you navigate I, that path? I think, uh, I think about podcasts. They, they, they just pop in my mind yeah. really quickly. I know we have a lot of people that listen to podcasts, hopefully to this one, right? But, mm-hmm. but when you're listening, you have to listen. You have to read with with discerning mm. ears and a discerning mind. What's discern mean? Okay, to to weigh. 
I would, I would use that word. And what I want to weigh it against is the truth. So, um, I, I think a lot of times we'll depend on, and you even made mention of this on Sunday. Like if you come into this room and this is where you're getting your Bible reading from. Yeah. Like one Sunday a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, one Sunday a week, one day a week, you know, if, if I'm not in the word, mm-hmm. then I can't weigh That's right. what someone else is saying or what someone else is writing mm-hmm. against the truth. That's right. And so, so I have, I have to spend time in the word of God and, and not just reading it, but digging in a little bit because I'm going to begin to form my belief, mm-hmm. my theology and, um, I think we have to be careful that we don't just take everything that's labeled Christian or because a person is a pastor that all of a sudden we just go, oh, well, that must mean it's Mm -hmm. true. Yeah. No, we we have to weigh it against the the word of God. That's right. With the amount of information, that becomes difficult today. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think are we willing to not just listen to our friend and go, you know, check out this podcast. Are we willing to actually take a listen and weigh it mm-hmm. and go, okay, does does that stand in line with the truth? And if it doesn't, then I have I have to put it aside. Right. Um, and that's so hard. But how do you do that? Like like in uh, your like if you have a daily Bible reading, like what's the rhythm in which you actually you guys slow down and like take something and wrestle it to the ground with the word? Mm-hmm. For me I find it it's a difficult thing to with the time that I have, how do I dedicate it to devotional reading? Versus like diving in and kind of mm-hmm. really like taking a concept that might hear from a sermon or a podcast or something and then like spending time true? on it yeah. Yeah, and doing that. How do y'all do that? Because I have, we have all kinds of commentaries and right. stuff like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the first go, shot. Go ahead. So today, like just a, a few hours ago. Um, so Mondays, without getting into the to my rhythm and schedule, um, I'm not preaching this coming week. Mark Evans is going to preach this coming week. We have mm-hmm. our Southern Baptist Convention coming up. But typically, Monday would be the day that I begin to read um, for the next week. And it's just a read-through. Like, I don't do commentaries. I don't do any kind of study Bible. It's just to read the text and ask the Lord, hey, just, Lord, please give me what I need for for my mind to absorb this, to apply it to my life. Um, but since that wasn't so pressing, uh, I'd... I'd moved off of Psalm 2 uh, and and spent more time in my, my Bible reading plan. So I use the, the McCheney year Bible reading plan, um, and it, it brings you through four chapters of Scripture a day, two Old Testament, two New Testament. Uh, and, and sometimes it's, you know, if you're in a, a gospel or you're in a New Testament letter, those are good, but sometimes you're in Numbers. And you're like, man, <laughs> Lord, what do you have to teach me here? What What's in Leviticus, Lord? All these laws, what is it? Um, but today I was in Deuteronomy 8, and and to get Deuteronomy 8, I needed to go back and reread Deuteronomy 7, and then going back to Deuteronomy 6 was the Shema, and I start seeing a theme, and it, and it was, remember, don't forget, remember, don't forget, remember, don't forget. And so this, this goes into kind of daily practice, you asked. I have a Bible that I don't write in. That's generally a Bible that I'm going to do if I just want to read and meet with the Lord, I'm going to just read the unmarked Bible because the issue is if it's marked or underlined or highlighted, my eyes are already going to go to what I already had before. Mm. Uh, I heard a pastor say, you're going to go to the bone that you already chewed on, but there's no more meat on it because you've, you've already chewed on that meat. Uh, and so what I do is I'll, I'll read a Bible that doesn't. Today was different. I wanted to wrestle the scripture as you talk about. And so I have a Bible that I mark up everything in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I circle all the words 
kind of like precepts, but Josh's version of it. Circle all the words that intrigue me, put question marks by the things that I don't understand and I want more information on. And so I sat for about an hour today and just just wrestled in Deuteronomy 8 um, of remember, don't forget, remember, don't forget why. Because going back to yesterday, and this is where the Lord brought my heart, is it, if you're not careful in the religious world, here's the danger for me, right? I don't think I'm in danger. We all are. Our hearts are stupid, right? So so they are, they are the thing that will convince us to do bad anytime, no matter who we are. But for me, I think I can see wicked from a mile away, or at least worldly wicked, and say, I'm not going to do that. I, I don't want anything to do with mm-hmm. that. But religious wicked's different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there's something inside of me that wants to believe, that, that can believe, that I am where I am because of who I am. I'm doing what I'm doing because of the gifts that I've created or I've cultivated or I've, I've made this life that I'm living. And what Deuteronomy, if you go back and read it, Deuteronomy 6, 7, and 8 are saying, don't forget, remember, don't forget, remember, don't forget. Why? Because you're going to think that these houses you're living in, that you built them. The farms that you're, you're farming, you're going to think that you did that. The, the, the wells that you're drawing water out of, you're going to forget that God did that, and you're going to believe that you did it. And then he goes at the very end of Deuteronomy 8 and says, it is not because of your righteousness that you have received these things. It is because of the goodness and the faithfulness of God. Hmm. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. And so for me, I, my issue currently right now as we stand today isn't a worldly wickedness that I wrestle with. It is a religious wickedness. To believe that somehow I have done this, that I have I've done this myself. So I think that's why it's incredibly important for everybody to always be in God's word to remind us of who we are. Hmm. Well, I think the other thing too is, you know, because I was thinking this earlier that, you know, again, you know, you're talking about something that we see this worldly and it's just clearly blatantly wrong, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's easy to to identify that and say, you know, okay, that is clearly against God's word. But when we get into spiritual circles and and then things become much more nuanced. And so I think, you know, like Sean, you were talking about, you know, weighing things that we hear against the word. And and sometimes, you know, those things are it's it's really subtle. It's it's really mm-hmm. subtle things. And so that's right. Um, you know, so that I think that's that's where it gets it starts to become hard. Uh and, yeah. and I guess more challenging, and we have to we yeah, have to I, ask for discernment. I think it. I think if I wanted to encourage anybody of something to do is just to slow down. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like um, I think we buy into this mindset that okay, well, I read Psalm. You know what? The Lord would be happier with me if I read Psalms one through five instead of just spending enough time in Psalm one. one. Like yeah. we we think more is better, and all of a sudden. We start reaching for every Bible study, every podcast, and but are we are we slowing down enough to even notice the words? That's right. right? Mm-hmm. The, if you don't slow down, you don't see. Remember, don't forget. It. Remember, forget. Remember, mm-hmm. like so. So just to to go. Okay, wait. The Lord wants to teach me something. Mm-hmm. He's wanting me to to get something here. So let me slow down in the reading of His Word. And so, spend some time I, mean, I, think, yeah. I think I'm sorry. No, go ahead. So I think for me, like I can only do about a chapter a day. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that's. Mm-hmm. If otherwise, I'm I'm moving to weird territory for me. The other thing that I find helpful to, if we're going to stick with the idea of meditating on the word or wrestling something to the mm-hmm. ground, I will. I typically use when I'm in a good, healthy, slow, like <laughs> just taking my time. I'll impose two different versions of questions. 
on a passage that I'm reading. And I'm not saying this is correct. This is how I do it, right? <laughs> For me, I'm either going to use like a, a meta narrative of the scripture or the, what is the gospel and go, in this passage, what am I seeing about God creating or God initiating in his holiness? What am I seeing about us as falling, uh, being treasonous, betraying? What am I seeing about God redeeming? And what am I seeing about him then empowering us to live in his kingdom? That's one version of what I'll do is like, what am I inside the overarching story scripture? What am I seeing in here that may match up with those? The other one would be uh, six questions. And the first two would be like, so what did I like about this passage? As simple as it is, mm-hmm. what did I like? What, what did I made me laugh? What made me smile? What did I not like? In other words, what was hard, confusing, or yeah. did I disagree with that I need to camp out on? Um, question three, what did I learn about God or humanity? That's question four. And then the fifth and sixth question would be, so from what I read today, what needs to change in my life? And who do I need to tell? Hmm. Something that I read. And that gives me to inside my household, kind of talking. The purpose of this is how do I engage others in conversation around what I'm reading, not just for myself, but then in community. So mm-hmm. for me, as I if I slow it down enough, those frames usually help me approach a passage mm-hmm. um, with some consistency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can, That's great. I, can I... I want to make another point. I'm sorry. You got to jump in ahead, faster, Mark. Mark no, if you're rolling, no, no, so, I'm good. <laughs> I, I think, Mark. like, even as I hear us talking about this, we we come back to this idea of the importance of finding a community of believers too. Yes. I mean, if I'm not careful, have I to. have hundreds of voices in my head telling me what to think and what to believe. Mm-hmm. And so, community, a community of believers, and I think that's why it's so important to find a local church mm-hmm. and plug into it. So that I can yeah. slow down, yeah. and I can have I can have a group of people that's helping me weigh and look at scripture. Otherwise, I'll be led a hundred different mm-hmm. directions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so just just a shout out to there. Find a community of believers that that you believe is handling God's word correctly and is willing to dive in with you. Plug in there like mm-hmm. that. I think that's so important. Mm. As I'm looking at the pastor, I think the thing I would add is. Uh, as we talk about engaging God's word and if it's, are there seasons where it's not fun or it's kind of dry, right? And when, so when, for me, when I look at verse three here, like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, I think the reminder, sometimes we have seasons, seasons, mm-hmm. right? And some yeah. seasons are like full of fruit, right? Um, other seasons, there's a season to the life cycle of a tree, even mm-hmm. planted by streams. And it's there's a time where yeah. it's not bearing fruit, but it's still being nourished. And I think for me, it's the reminder. Because um, I'm kind of in a down season right now. I think post, even though dad's passing away was in August, I find that even engaging God's word is still kind of a hmm. a chore that is hard. Uh-huh. Like it's it's not as easy as it was in other seasons. Mm-hmm. Right. And I find that true in my journaling. It's like a yeah. six-month cycle if I can't step back and look at it that I've – just doing, uh, but it, the goal here, I think, is to practice intimacy with with God, mm-hmm. right? And allow the fruit to be born whenever mm-hmm. the fruit. It's time for that to be to bear. That's a good word. That's and, good. And I would, if I could, like, there's not often, and probably it should be because I should think about it more. Um, you know, normally we'll start a podcast with, "Is there something that you wished you would have said or not said, or more time on?" Uh, and and I think I, I missed something here yesterday, and you just spoke to it, and I want to clarify. Um, because I said something along the lines of, all right, does the blessing mean that if you read your Bible, 
that you're going to receive oh, yeah. this blessing, right? And I said, yes and no. And, and I said, if you are reading this just for the sake of checking it off your mm-hmm. list, uh, or if you were if you were reading this just for the sake of of doing some kind of religious work, then no. But then then yes, if you're delighting in it and you're loving it, I do think that it's true that that certainly we're going to see. And I think that illustration does that that speaks to that very thing. Um, and so I think if 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 I'm not careful, I could have heard, and maybe somebody else heard this as well, that if I'm not delighting in God's word, then I just shouldn't read it. Mm. Well, that's not true. You you sh- there's a discipline to reading. Um, but it's the point I was trying to make, and I want to make clear again, if the goal is I did my religious duty, therefore God owes me blessing, mm-hmm. that, that is what I'm saying no to. Like, right, like that right, is yeah, not, right. That's not how the transaction works. That's, that's not a thing. But if you're in a desert season and you say, I'm not delighting in his word, so should I read it? Yes, you should read it. There should be a discipline of even in the days that you don't desire it, you still do it. It, it could be, I don't know this very well. Because if you if you knew me, if you saw me, um, there's some people I hear that don't like eating. I don't understand that. Uh, uh-uh. There's nothing in me that says, "Well, I'm just not hungry today." I've never not been hungry today, uh-uh. right? <laughs> so there, I've never like somebody says, "Well, I'm just not really hungry for lunch." I'm hungry for lunch at breakfast right after I finish breakfast, right? <laughs> um, but for those people who have an issue of they want to they want to put on weight or keep getting like they have to to eat or they have to drink something caloric. Again, I don't understand that at all. <laughs> but I know that's true if they want to live. If they want to continue to be healthy and, and vibrant, they have to put sustenance in their body, even if they don't desire it. Yeah. Uh, and that is still true of us as Christians as well. Well, and, and I'm thinking there too, you know, so in, in the second verse of the Psalms, it says, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. And so, you know, and you, you made the point to say, hey, we can't delight in something that we don't know or we don't read, we don't spend right. time in. And so, again, I think even in those dry seasons, uh, like we, we've got to be disciplined to do mm-hmm. that and, and trust that even though it may not be a fruitful season, it may not feel like a fruitful season, we're being nourished in it. Mm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. The, it, the, we're still, we still have access to the streams, right? And we're just trusting the, the growth in a different season. Yeah, I was, I was reminded in Hosea, it says, I will allure her and lead her and, talk, you know, talking about God's people. And lead her into the desert. Hmm. Like, we don't think about that, but there's a sense that if I stay in God's word, where God may lead me in, is yeah. into a certain season that I go, wow, the only thing I've got left is mm-hmm. God and he is still good. And and so he says that to his people. And yeah. so I'll, I'll lead you into the desert. That was in um, Deuteronomy this morning as well. Mm-hmm. And so, Reminding them that the reason they were there was for them to be tested to know. Mm-hmm. He'll do mm. it. It's good. Mark, how you doing over there? Good. <laughs> Jump in, Mark. I, I think what I had to say was about 15 minutes ago. So. <laughs> but it, we back on the, you know, our personal time and the word. And what, what I have found is, yes, you do want to study to make sure we're not, you know, listening to someone or, or that we're checking whatever somebody else teaches against the word. I, I mean, I get all that, and, and I think that's valid. But the the piece that jumped out to me or the, where I found myself in that conversation was, for me, I subtly, I think Mike used the word, will believe things that are not true, mm. maybe even and not consciously be aware of it. 
Mm. I will find security. I'll find peace. I'll find refuge in the things of this world. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not in the word to contrast my belief with what the word of God is saying and allow him to use the word to penetrate where I am falsely believing in things, Mm -hmm. that to me is the, that's where I'm testing. I'm allowing the word to test my heart. It's the the intimacy thing. That's why it's so important for me to journal because uh, it's not, I'm not just trying to learn information. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm seeking the Lord to help me understand myself. Where am I, where am I believing? Where am I holding up truth? That's really a lie and aligning my life more with the word of God and not the lies that Mm. subtly sneak in. Um, but I will find confidence, and we'll talk about this psalm and and the second psalm. Um, where do we find refuge, and who do we worship as our king? What kingdom are we following, and how subtle it is to slide into putting hope and rest in something that's not Christ? Yeah. And um, if I'm not in the Word, that that's where He speaks to me mm-hmm. to to bring that conviction and awareness of what I'm believing that's not true. And I think that, yeah. And I think that that's, that's another reason why a lot of the, what we've been talking about today has, has been, you know, so much, especially when it comes to spending time in the word, it's, it's, it's qualitative over quantitative, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't matter if you read five chapters a day, if you're not really, if you're not really intaking and, right. and digesting what it is that you're reading. And I think, you know, better to read, shorter passages mm-hmm. and really dwell on it, meditate on it and, and hear from God in it than, than just, I've had yes. a hard time getting over that hump. I like just the, to, to read, to read several chapters a day. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's so academic. I, I go back mm-hmm. to my seminary days where I'm trying to read cause you had to read Right. So much of the Bible in seminary to graduate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, or at least go. to be honest on your yeah, checkoffs. Was right. like 75%? Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, they yeah. did. That was one of the yeah. things. What percentage what did percentage you read? I'd be like, 82? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What's a B? That's how much I read. <laughs> so I do. I, I, I just I feel that I get a little irritated when I find myself trying to rush through. Yeah. I need to read two chapters today to keep up with the plan. I'm like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Uh, I have a yeah. time with it. Yeah. That's good. It's so. good. Well, uh, great discussion today, and and Mark, looking forward to uh, to Sunday. Yeah, your, I am. I'm I'm excited. It's a message. great, great passage. Great. Chapter. You're a great, great preacher. We can't wait to hear yeah. it. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Yeah, and uh, and so if if you're listening to this, pray for us and and others on staff and all the volunteers <laughs> as we right. wrangle uh, 1,300 yes kids and yes. probably more tomorrow. Yes. That's right. So, Come on. But it's going to be a great week, and and be praying for those uh, lives that are going to be touched and changed mm-hmm. this week uh, because of because of what's going on here. That's right. So, good stuff, guys. Great discussion. Thanks. Always great sitting in this room with you. Yeah, man. Yeah, Love you guys. guys. Love you guys. A great one. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others, and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org 
or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.